station, now number one for podcasting. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. All right, five minutes after the hour of 11. Miller & Condon with you towards the top of the hour in about 20 minutes or thereabouts. Our friend Wade Looking Bill, former Hawk, will join us. We will take a good long look at Wisconsin and Iowa. It's a 6 o'clock tip tonight. ESPN has the uh, television. If you can't be in front of a TV, you can turn on your radio and uh, down the dial on News Radio 1040 WHO. They have all of the coverage. Well, apparently the Iowa Cubs and the rest of their league get their schedules sent to them today. Randy Wehofer uh, is with the Iowa Cubs. We will speak with him. Six all teams, six game series with one off day per week. I like it. It makes sense during a pandemic. So a team will be here, be here for a long stay. Uh, let's get to Randy. I uh, called Randy up. Yes. Randy Peterson. Randy Peterson. When I was uh, putting down his number in my notebook today, yes, you put and I was looking through my uh-huh. contact list. How is he? Randy's doing well. Good. And he, he, uh, at first, I'm like, boy, that doesn't sound like Randy. Way over. <laughs> right. And then it clicked as uh, Randy Peterson was saying something. And he said, well, we need to catch up. And yeah, we, we need to catch up Absolutely. with Randy sometime. But uh, yeah. Yeah, that happens from Randy time to time. Peterson and and I and not just the two of us when when uh, Principal Park was first built back in the nineties mm-hmm. and I was living in Denver and I'd fly back to visit my son and I'd stay with Rungo and and I'd do the um, uh, the PA oh okay they, they'd leave a bar open yeah and so once everybody got through their duties and Petey's story was filed etc uh-huh. for the register we'd sit and drip all hours all it was, hours so much fun that Jim sounds Nate, good. Jim Nahas. Um, Todd Kirk who's uh-huh. now doing the fin- action fanatics yeah, yeah. with uh, with um, with Chris. Oh, there's a couple other dudes that were there as well. It was fun time, fun time. Think we can get Wayhofer to do that again for us? Yeah, maybe. Let's ask him. Hello, Randy Wayhofer, Trent and Ken. How are you? I'm good. Uh, you don't want me to talk about cycling basketball, do you? <laughs> no. No, we, we have a, t- a tough enough time on our own. Uh, it's, yeah, one of those years. Hey, Randy, uh, interesting. No, I saw Mike Mahon tweeted this, uh, a good, uh, great guy. Uh, apparently, your schedule, you guys find out the schedule today. It's apparently going to start on April the 6th. Uh, accurate? Will you? Will the schedule be released today? Yeah, Major League Baseball just released it at uh, 11 o'clock, and we'll awesome. have our own follow-up release uh, coming up as well. Uh, well, I, We still have to file times with the commissioner's office before we can formally release those, but our, our release today will include what we expect to be day games and, and night games as part of the key awesome. for, for people to check that out. And, you know, just going off of this, to limit travel, this is Mahon's tweet, Mahon Sports, at Mahon Sports, uh, limit travel during the pandemic, all teams will play six-game series with one day off a week. So I'm assuming, just reading this, that we'll say Toledo, who, by the way, it's, it's great, some of the new teams that are going to make their way through Des Moines. Toledo will come here and they'll stay for six six games uh, with the day off, et cetera, to limit the travel? Is is that how I'm reading that? 
Yeah, so every team in our – we won't play a game on a Monday all year. Monday is our designated off day. Gotcha. So every series will be Tuesday through Sunday. Uh, you'll travel whatever combination of Sunday evening through Monday that you need and, and start a new series on on Tuesday uh, and, and uh, you know do the whole cycle over again. So, um, yeah, it, it limits travel. We don't get the full – full variety of opponents that we will in future years this is not an indication of how things are going to be permanently this is specifically designed as a, a 2021 measure uh with everything about limiting travel and limiting exposure because that's where sports at all levels have had their most problems in terms of outbreaks with teams is, is travel related and it also then presents us an opportunity to have this schedule but if COVID doesn't allow us to start exactly when they would like it to. You peel away the six-game series, and now next week you start, Mm. um, and everybody's in a uniform spot, and it's balanced uh, so that we can plan. So that schedule says we're we're home May 25th. As long as people are playing playing baseball, we'll be home May 25th, and we don't have to, you know, if there are delays or or problems because of, of COVID, then we don't have to reinvent the wheel uh, going forward. So this all makes a lot of sense. It certainly meets the objectives that they told us that they were trying to accomplish for, for this season. You mentioned start times, and I know you guys kind of shuffle while kids are still in school here the first month, month and a half into June. It's a certain start time. But are you guys changing that at all? What are you looking at? Let's say it's summer, June, July, August, start times for both the day games and then the night games. What are you guys looking at? Uh, so... Uh, the way we've built this is that uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, will either be, every Tuesday game to start that new series at home will be 6.38 all year long. Okay. Uh, Wednesday we'll have some variety between 6.38 or a noon game, play some day games. Um, and then Thursday we've got a couple of early season noon games in there. But Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the rest of the summer will all be 7.08 and 1.08 every Sunday. So a slight amount of variety. Certainly, we played a lot of day games before. Most of those were tied to also travel, um, but because we don't have midweek travel days to consider, we wanted to select a handful of dates, especially early for weather, uh, for warmth, uh, and then just to provide the day games that people have always looked forward to. Uh, We have no idea what the school participation level may or may not be. We're not anticipating much. We've had some inquiries uh, from some, so Uh there, there may be a little, but uh, certainly that that's going to be different. Well, uh, speaking of different, the, the teams that will make their way through town and, and some of the, you know, the the marquee names in AAA baseball, I mean, the Toledo Mudhens, for crying out loud, the Louisville Bats, the Columbus Clippers, who for the longest time were associated with the Yankees. Indianapolis is going to be here. Uh, Trent's pumped up because his his twins, their AAA team, the St. Saint Paul Saints, will make their way here. I think that's good to have some new blood, Randy. You know, and, and that's always been kind of a part of it. You know, we missed seeing Wichita back in AAA when New Orleans moved there and then the season got lost. And, um, you know, there's always been name changes and affiliate changes. And, you know, uh, Reno was a new team and uh, within the last 10 years. El Paso came back in, in the league with uh, the last eight years or, or so. So uh, this will be different, but I do think it will be more interesting for fans. Uh, the one bad thing about the 21 schedule is we don't see memphis uh they're still on our group of 20 in the triple a east oh. uh, but because of the travel we don't see the cardinals this mm-hmm. year 
but we anticipate that both Memphis and Nashville will be back on our schedule uh, going forward when when there's more variety uh, with the Cardinals and the Brewers are still going to be a regular part of of what happens here when we get beyond some of the uh, limiting the travel considerations and uh, who knows it, it could set up for a, a postseason situation and what fun would that be to have yeah. uh, the Cubs and Cardinals in a Triple A playoff here so. Uh, you know, we've only done that once in the last 20 years, so I don't want to put too much on that. But uh, it would be—it's fun to think about when there's snow on the ground. You got the realignment that's happening. What else, in terms of minor league baseball, is going to look different this year for Iowa Cubs baseball? That's going to look different. Taking aside what we're still dealing with, COVID and getting shots in arms and the like, but as it pertains to roster construction, the way that a taxi squad, I saw that as teams in the major league level are going to travel, they can still bring a taxi squad with them. How different it's going to look for you guys and the Iowa Cubs? Yeah, I think we're going to see larger rosters, you know, so basically this group of 75 that reported the spring, that's reporting the spring training between pitchers and catchers yesterday and the position players here in a week or so, depending on the club. You know, there'll be a major league roster and a triple-A roster out of those 75, or at least the ones that are healthy to compete uh, by, by the end of that. And that'll be the group, you know, and they'll have the taxi squad, and, and we may have some version of that here, too. Um, I, we haven't gotten any specific direction on that, but it only makes sense uh, that, you know, they're going to watch pitching counts, uh, pitch counts very carefully and want to have more arms available, so... You know, may not be active every day, but you're still here because they don't want us all over the country. You know, we had Jeffrey Antique a long time ago. Uh, I said I would have treated my salary for what they were and sending him around to each of the days all year. Uh, all four of the full season had three stops at each of them uh, over the course of the season. Those kinds of things won't happen. So the active roster, I anticipate, we can uh, day-to-day, uh, but there may be some toughing allowed, especially for bullpen arms, uh, for guys that aren't available and, and guys that are to make sure they're keeping and, and have a good competitive product on the field. Your cell phone's getting a little choppy on us uh, here, Randy. Uh, Randy Wayo from the Iowa Cubs. So, Randy, April the 6th, that kind of caught me off guard a little bit. And, I mean, there had been no official announcement. There had just been kind of chatter, uh, rumors out there that uh, that there wouldn't be that many. You mentioned 75 uh, once once the the rest of the team uh, makes their way, in the, in the Cubs' case, to Arizona. There'll be 75 of them down there. I, I just thought that May was a more likely starting point for AAA, that they would try and keep the minor leaguers away from the major leaguers. So were you guys working off the May start, or did you just you know uh, kind of put your nose to the grindstone as if it's going to be business as usual, that you would start sometime in early April? Had you always been working on that assumption, Randy? Well, I, I think subject to change is uh, an important word here uh, in, in dealing with all of this. You know, once the Players Association and the owners found themselves in a situation where they were going, they were not going to start spring training 30 days late, as the owners had suggested. Um, we knew that it probably would look like this. Okay. Uh, but we're also prepped for the opportunity that, um, you know, the AAA guys could start in an alternate site setting where they're staying sharp and competing but not traveling um, until the vaccination process would roll to them and, and things were deemed a little bit safer. Uh, they're leaving options open, certainly. Um, you know, so in the short term, uh, I'm, I'm not surprised that we got the paper that looks like this. 
I won't be surprised if it doesn't exactly play out mm-hmm. like the paper that we got, but it's going to be close. And for us, the fact that April is a variable isn't all that much of a variable. You know, other than having the celebration of the first game, 75% of our business gets done after Memorial Day when we never heard of COVID or any of these other things that are going on in the world right now. So, you know, we, we have our eyes knowing that uh, whether it was because of Major League Baseball, because of COVID or whatever, April and May were going to be minimized uh, for lots of different reasons, and, and we have plans to do that. And then the hope is, as we get into June and beyond, uh, that based on what the governor has said, what's happening locally, if Major League Baseball uh, has the opportunity to vaccinate players somewhere in that window, that we can begin to return to a more more normal mode of operation as the as the summer goes on. And we know we're not guaranteed that, right. um, you know, but we heard Dr. Fauci be optimistic for the first time in a long time here mm-hmm. in the last couple of weeks. Um, and and I, I, I can't function being pessimistic about everything much longer. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> uh, Randy Wayhofer from the Iowa Cubs is our guest. So, Randy, there had been some talk uh, that the season would uh, go past Labor Day. Uh, normally, the the regular season, uh, you, that's when you guys finish up. And then if there is postseason, clearly it goes on after that. Uh, will the regular season extend into September? Have you had have you got eyeballs on the schedule? Yes. Uh, our last regular season scheduled game is September 19th. Our last scheduled home game is September 12th and the schedule that is uh, going out today. Uh, and that will be a regular part of our schedule going forward. Uh, you know, we used to play 144 games. That got reduced to 140 a couple of years ago. This schedule actually contains 142 games uh, for us this year. Uh, and then getting back to uh, away from the six-game series and, and the math that goes in playing with this format, uh, we anticipate we're going to get back to 144 and play into the middle of September regularly. Um, that's based on the change in the call-up rules um, at the major league level mm-hmm. where they're not going to be able to expand rosters um, uh, you know, beyond just two or three guys after September 1st, as had been the case for a long time. Uh, but they don't want everybody to stop playing uh, at that time. Uh, to be ready for filling for injuries and, and, and different things that happen. So, uh, you know, we are the beneficiary of the byproduct of that, of extending uh, the AAA season. Uh, I'm not sure what they'll do at all the different levels long-term, but, you know, the expectation is for AAA to try to run as parallel to Major League Baseball as possible to keep uh, all of those players Major League ready uh, that are in that position to go up and down and, and be competing and, and keep their skills sharp. When you look up at the parent club, uh, what do you see a team that a little bit of transition certainly in front of them, but thoughts on the offseason of the Cubs and fighting looks to be a pretty big favorite now, the Cardinals in the division? Well, yeah, certainly I, I, I think the Cardinals acquiring Arenado changes, mm-hmm. you know, the scope of what, what how they're viewed. But uh, to be honest, I can't understand the consternation on the Cubs side based on a bunch of rumors of things that might happen that haven't. Uh, I still like that lineup. Um, that starting rotation loses some experience, but um, uh, nobody liked Jose Quintana for three years, right. and then everybody's mad that he left. <laughs> yeah. um, John, uh, you know, Chatwood. John Lester had a, a 5.7 ERA. Chatwood walked the world um, <laughs> when he was out there. So, I, you know, I think you can do that. They've you know, retooled the, the bullpen. The Brandon Workman signing today is interesting to me. I, I like the history of that guy we'll see what it turns out to be but 
Um, you know, I, I just don't think that they're – you'd be foolish to think that they didn't need to make some changes if they wanted to do better than get to the first round of the playoffs and lose. You can't just keep running out the same guys, and that means you had a loose Schwarber and El Morin, some guys that you liked um, as a fan base. But I still think that lineup is really good, and, you know, this year will be an important year for Baez and, and Bryant and, and the guys that struggled in the shortened season. I still think you don't forget how to be an MVP kind of player. Um, you know, so maybe they needed to struggle a little bit to relight the fire and, and go and Contreras and Rizzo and Hayward and the year he had and Haps breakthrough. I like Jock Peterson. I like Nico Horner. I, there's not that lineup's pretty good. They got to play. Uh, but I'll, I'll take that roster in that division to, to be able to, to battle with the Cardinals and, you know, with the wild card situation, I have every expectation that they'll be certainly in the discussion and, and right there till the very end. Fingers crossed. Just so excited for baseball to resume. Uh, and the uh, your Twitter account at Iowa Cubs has just tweeted the schedule. I have it in front of me. Tuesday, April the sixth. You're in Louisville for six games, and the home stand begins uh, with Toledo. Uh, day games, night games, fireworks games back on Friday night. <laughs> if you want to see the schedule, you can go to the Twitter account at Iowa Cubs, and there it is in all its glory. Play ball, Randy. Um, hopefully there'll be a spot for Trent and I to do some of our shows down here or down at the ballpark. We really enjoyed that uh, in previous years and hope we can do it again because it's a fun place and you can't beat a day at the ballpark. Good to talk to you, Randy Wayhofer. Thank you. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Randy Wayhofer from the Iowa Cubs. Schedule is out. If the bells ring out and the banners fly, there's going to be baseball downtown Principal Park. I'm excited for that, and good job putting the bug in the ear, getting us down there. That was so much fun doing our show. right, yeah. What was it? Probably over the course of the summer, 8, 10, I was going to say times. 7, 8, yeah. Yeah, something like Whatever that. it turned out to be, but... We see the ballpark. We see the guys mm-hmm. warming up. Mm-hmm. We BP. Yes. Hear it's the crack of the it. bat. It's a great sport. It is. And it's a great ballpark. We're lucky to have it yeah. uh, in downtown Des Moines. We will try and put $1,000 in somebody's pocket. 14 winners now here in this market. Has there been 14, 14 winners? 14 really? winners. Uh, one right here. Morning Rush did. Uh, who's, who's had them on KXNO? I thought the Morning Rush had one. I think they did. Yeah. We did. Yes. The Rush did. Yeah. Uh, Simon's had like a half dozen. Oh, God, yeah. WHO crushes it. Um, but, yeah, there's been two here. So, But uh, I think it was struggle. Maxwell got one on the bus yesterday. Did he? Was the latest. So, folks, it does happen in this mm-hmm. market. In fact, it has 14 times, as Trent just mentioned. Let's go for 15. Time for another $1,000 slam dunk. Text the keyword LOVE to 200. 200. Right now, it's your chance at $1,000. LOVE. To 200, 200 You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Our friend Wade Looking Bill will join us next. Wisconsin, Iowa, Hawks, Badgers, 6 o'clock tip. Dickie V on your TV. Bobby Hansen on your radio. Choices. You got choices. Yes, you do, and a good one. Indeed. Uh, it's 1125, Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 107. Oh.
Trek Hatton here to let you know my good friends at Renner's Warehouse are in heavy demand right now in Des Moines for three reasons. One, the rental market is booming. People rent during uncertain times and homes are getting leased fast. Two, with professional video marketing and self-showing technology, Renner's Warehouse meets all healthy and safety guidelines for our social distancing world. And three, with regulations changing so quickly, more people are learning that using an experienced property manager is far less stressful than trying to do everything yourself. Now is not the time to DIY or mess with inexperienced property managers. For a low, flat monthly fee, Renner's Warehouse will take the grunt work off your plate with no upfront fees and no paperwork or 3 a.m. maintenance calls. Plus, they can help you turn your part-time rental into a full-time cash flow machine. And if you're a real estate agent, they're offering cash payments for referrals. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4429. That's 515-528-4429. Renner's Warehouse, Des Moines. You'll always. NMLS number 1168. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. Eleven thirty on fourteen sixty KX and Owen one hundred six point three on the FM dials. We take you up towards noon. Let's get our final guest of the morning uh, in here. He is Wade Looking Bill, former Hawkeye. We talk a little Wisconsin and Iowa with Wade. Good to talk to you, Wade Looking Bill. How are you? Really good. How are you guys doing? Well, did you have a chance, by the way, before we get into tonight, uh, to see Drake you and I last night? Any of that game? I, I did, and then I watched uh, a lot of that uh, over the weekend. The Drake Valpo, yeah, uh, or the Drake uh, uh, not Valpo, um, Loyola. Loyola, yeah, yeah. Loyola, right. You go. Those two back-to-back. Yeah, a spirited effort last night of the Bulldog. I thought that, uh, well, let me ask you as a yeah. former player, you know, uh, it was my theory that that emotional series that they that they played against Loyola, getting beat the way they did Saturday, uh, gutting out a win on Sunday, the way it ended, etc. I get that it's a couple of days removed from that, but I just thought, not a letdown necessarily, but we might not get the best out of Drake last night. They played their you-know-what's off. They really did. They, I mean, I, I think especially that game Sunday, because that, I think that second half on Saturday, they were outscored 30-20. to 20. And if they would have got beat again on Sunday, it would have been an uphill battle to get an at-large berth. Mm-hmm. You know, now they're in a much better spot. I think last night, you and I is just a shell of what they usually are. A.J. Green is so good. Yeah. You know, he, he, he's a pro. Yeah. He's a pro. And when you lose someone like that on that team in that conference, where he's going to get 23 to 25 every night, it's just tough to overcome. So, but Drake is fun to watch. And they think if they can get uh, Big Tank back healthy mm-hmm. for March, you know, they could be a problem. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch uh, coming down final couple weeks of the season. A big stretch for Iowa. You look at the remaining schedule, you get the Badgers twice, road trips to Michigan and Ohio State mm-hmm. in there. It is a difficult slog here. I want to start, though, with a look back at Wisconsin because. For me, a child of the 80s, Wisconsin stunk at basketball. They were awful year after year. During your day, they were terrible, and they finally were starting to get at least decent. Michael Finley was there late in your career. Yeah. Finally, finally uh, the following season, I think Rashard Griffin came in after you graduated. But Yeah, Tracy Webster, yep. Yeah, was there any was there a rivalry at all, Iowa-Wisconsin, back when you were playing? There was a little bit. You know, back, back when I played, they had that old barn. Yes. It was a really cool place to mm-hmm. play basketball games, the Cole Center. 
I don't know when that was built, but I, I never played in that. But it, it was. It was, you know, a, a, a border rivalry, and they always had pretty good players. They were just a little bit undersized or maybe a little overlooked. But they kind of played the same way they play now. They really would try to grind it out, slow it down. It's just a very unique style. I think them and, and, and Virginia are going to stick with that. It, it's mm-hmm. not the most eye-pleasing style to watch. I can't believe it's that exciting to play. But even back when I was in school, they still had pretty good players that, that would that would fight to the end. Uh, it's it's in, in all likelihood the uh, winning an outright conference uh, title is uh, is not going to be in the cards for this Hawkeye team this year. But there's still plenty to play for, including that double bye. And you know, Michigan and Illinois they seem to be getting well, Ohio State as well. But then it's too, it's yeah. uh, it's it's Purdue and it's Iowa and it's Wisconsin. They're going to be fighting for that fourth spot. At least that's the way it looks right now. So the double bye is critical for this team. I think is if you. You know, you get an extra day off when you get to Indianapolis. That never hurts. Uh, so there's still a lot to play for, Wade, I guess is my point. Yep, so you can't win the conference, but uh, get that double bye. Yeah, I think absolutely. You know, I, I don't know what they're going to do with Michigan to make those games up, if they're even going to try. And, you know, to be honest with you, there, there's probably going to be even more postponements between now and, and March 5th. So I think you just have to take each game as it comes. And, man, you know, you look at who, who Iowa's beat. I mean, what's their best win? You know, is it is it sweeping Rutgers, which is yeah, which is pretty good. good. You know, they're a top 25 to 30 team. You know, Purdue was a good win, I thought, at home at the mm-hmm. time. But, you know, these, these next five games, you got four. Well, you got the same ranked team twice, but you got Wisconsin twice as ranked and then number mm-hmm. three and four teams in the country. So they got a chance to kind of prove something. And if they want that double buy, which I, I agree with you, I, I, I think that's very important. And then even more so, I think it, you really want to be four seed, four seed at the worst in, in the NCAA tournament. And, and the funny thing is, you look at the teams around them, seemingly almost everybody has a difficult schedule, and that's what's going to happen mm. in the Big Ten. Wisconsin, well, they have Iowa twice, along with Illinois and Purdue mm. on the road. So it's not going to be easy for anybody. Speaking of the Big Ten as a whole, Michigan. There's more and more questions about why they're not playing more of these games. As it's currently constructed, they're only scheduled to play 15 Big Ten games. I know they're off for three weeks, but there's gaps in that schedule. You would figure they'd be trying to get more games in. Is this is this a bad look for the Big Ten? And I don't want to say many, letting Michigan skate, but not pushing hard to try to get more of these games scheduled, at least at this point. Yeah, I, I, I think it is a bad look for the Big Ten. I don't know who... Maybe you guys know, but I don't know who makes the final decision in that. Like if if the Big Ten says, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna make up," you know, I don't know their schedule, but Michigan, Nebraska, on this date, can Michigan say no to that, or do they have to play? Hmm. I, mean, I don't know how that works, but I mean, I you know, heaven forbid somebody would play Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. It it can't be that much of a of a stretch, you know, to 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 play basketball. You know, where it's it's not football, where I can understand right. you. You can't play two football games in a week just with the physical punishment that comes with that. But you know, if I'm Michigan, though, I, I'm probably dragging my feet at this point to, to play these games. It, it doesn't really matter. You know, they're they're going to be a number one seed more than likely in, in the NCAA tournament. Um, could get could get a regular season Big Ten title, which I still think means something. Um, but but you keep your kids healthy. 
You know, there's mm-hmm. there's no reason to fly to Piscataway or to, <laughs> to Lincoln to, to to play a game at this point. Now, if I'm the conference, I'm pushing to get them played because I'm guessing that's that's TV revenue right. that does not come in if those games aren't played. Well, you know, they have a what? six day gap after their game Sunday yeah. against Ohio State. Oh, they got a schedule. So. They don't play again until Saturday against Indiana. There's a big article I, about this in the it free press. Doesn't match up. I, I don't know with no, the teams they miss. It'd be hard yeah. to fly to. Mm-hmm. College State or uh, College Park, and then come back. I, I don't know, but if if I'm the Big Ten, I'm trying to get that team as much exposure as I can because they're one of the best products. One of the best products you have right now. Get them one seed get them playing, and I don't know. Yeah. Well, look what look what they did to Nebraska. The league they made Nebraska play seven games in eleven days, boys. Yep. Yep. Seven and eleven, including back to back this week, Tuesday and Wednesday. Different they rules for Michigan game to make up. Yeah. Have they announced that yet? I've been looking for that. Uh, I think it's well. The 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 buzz is maybe a week from tonight. Yeah. So I mean, that's an easier trip, I guess. You know, Penn State, Maryland, Rutgers, those are the outliers because that that's a bad. Those are bad trips. I mean, those are time zone changes. I know Michigan's in the Eastern Standard, but those are long flights and those late games. They always start at nine Eastern out there. It seems like you know, so we can get an eight o'clock Central tip. Those are tough ones to make up, but again, everybody's having to give stuff up this time of year. And I think if they could figure out a way, they should they should try to get it done. It's a bad look, and from what happened on the football field exactly. with Ohio State and the changing of the mm-hmm. rules to this, Wade, you know this incredibly well. And the breakup of, especially on the football side, the big two and the little eight you know, back in the fifties, sixties, seventies, it was a conference for everybody. Everybody had an equal say. That's a problem that led to the demise for a long time of the Big 12 in Nebraska versus Texas is everybody didn't have a say. I think this is a dangerous time for Kevin Warren. Yeah, I, I think it is. I, I think just the way he's handled you know, football with that late start and not playing and, and then playing, and there's, there's no right way to do it. I mean, you tell me, you know, the Des Moines Public Schools, is, is what they're doing with athletics correct? I, I don't know. I mean, is it saving lives? I don't know. All I know is that if it were me, I would at least try to get East High to play at Waukee last Tuesday night, even though East was virtual learning only because it was cold out. Mm-hmm. Go over there and, and play the basketball game. Let's try it. And I think it filters on up to the Big Ten. It, let's do our best to get you know 18 or 20, I guess it's 20 regular season conference games played. Whatever we have to do. And then we just work our way backwards, and we at least we say we tried. And I don't think Kevin Warren's done that. Uh, so when you when you look at this Wisconsin team, when you watch them play, it was a tale of two different halves. I don't know if you saw Sunday's game yeah, against I Michigan. Did. Boy, right. Michigan's eye opening, weren't they? That was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, but they certainly weren't in the first twenty minutes, and they just ratcheted it up in the second. And Trice played well. I mean, he's a good player, uh, but they had no answers. Uh, no answers for the Wolverines. This Wisconsin team, to me, I don't think they're as good as Iowa Wade, and I've said that all season long. This isn't based on one game. For, I, I think they're a cut below. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I think they're a very similar team. They can go big with with Reavers and, and Micah Potter, mm-hmm. um, like Iowa does, say, with, with Garza and Nunzi, or even you know, Keegan Murray and, and Garza. Um, Brad Davidson is just, he's okay. He's, he's dirty. One of my least favorite Big Ten players yeah. I've ever, I, I can't understand right. how how that kid, and it just, it just, I, I was at Iowa City last year, was it last year when he, 
nut punch Connor McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really odd how he plays and what he does and gets away with. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think their team very similar to Iowa. They don't really have kind of a quality win. They got beat by Penn State, but then Iowa got swept by Indiana. Um, you know, it, it's just something where I, I, I think they're a, a good team. They're not like they were, you know, when they were had Final Four runs. But again, they can get hot. You know, they're they're a veteran team. They got twenty three, twenty four year old kids still playing in college. So you think if they can shoot a little better <laughs> and find a way to score a few more points, they're dangerous. They are dangerous, and they got some some components that will make it tough. When you're preparing to play this game, and then you'll see them again at the end of the regular season, when you play a team as close together as you do, we're seeing this in the Missouri Valley with the back-to-backs. Iowa State dealt with it with Kansas two games in three days. How different is it in a preparation standpoint when you've just seen a team and you're going to see them again? It is It is really unique. You know, I've, I've never been through that. You know, with – I. I, I, I will commend what the what the valley's done all year long, just yeah. to just to minimize the travel, mm-hmm. you know, minimize that exposure. I, I think it's been great yep. to have Drake play on national TV two days in a row on a Saturday and mm-hmm. Sunday. Um, as far as the preparation, I, I just think you have to, you know, when you're a coach, you watch you you play the game, you know, tonight for Iowa, and they play a week or seven days later, and you just. You break that tape down and you find out what you did well, find some things that worked. I, I think you have to find one or two plays or sets or out-of-bounds plays that you didn't try and didn't use because by this point in the year especially, everybody's scouted really well. So you just got to find a way to get a couple extra baskets, again, on a set, dead ball set, out-of-bounds play, and just you know fight like heck to, to get every possession and make it – a quality type of game. Uh, you're, you're right. Everybody, they, they, you're so well scouted at this point. So, is that a product, perhaps, of why Garza's numbers seemingly are are headed uh, downwards from where? I mean, like, look at he spoiled us. You know, thirty three and ten against Minnesota uh, when Minnesota was over here. Twenty eight and twelve in the first game against Indiana. Twenty seven and twelve the first game against Michigan State. So, what are teams doing different to limit Garza? Seemingly, the way that they have. Uh, and look, Wieskamp stepped up, which is great, uh, but it's 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 rare to see Garza not leading the way as he seemingly did night after night after night. So yeah, and that's a question. So to me, the first I I think he looks tired. Mm-hmm. I I think he looks worn down. He, the the shots that he misses are high percentage shots that he was making. You know, eight out of ten and, and, and a half. A month ago, but he just—it's that little left-handed flip. He just misses or it rolls off the rim. I think he looks tired. I think it's something where he has just been beat on all year. And these—I I think the officials don't call a lot of those fouls mm-hmm. just because I agree. they'd have to call a foul almost every time down the court. Um, I also think it's something where again they miss C.J. Frederick because they teams double guards that you have to, or else he's going to score. So they so they double, and instead of having C.J. Frederick out there to shoot a three. It's it's Connor McCaffrey or it's Keegan Murray who are still been been pretty good shooters, but they're not C.J. Frederick, you know. So now they can really double, if not triple, and he's he's not forcing things. But I I just think it comes back to he looks tired. I think he's he, he hasn't been great from the free throw line the last couple games. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you know he's had they've had a little time off now, so I hope he can come back tonight with fresh legs, but. 
they're going to need him these, these next six weeks for sure. Yeah, you're right. Five days, uh, five days uh, between games played Saturday in East Lansing. Beat him by 30, which doesn't happen very often over there by any amount. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, th- tonight. Uh, thank you, Wade Looking Bill. We look forward to speaking with you in the next week and the weeks ahead. Appreciate it. Any time, guys. Thanks for the time. Yeah, good, good to talk to you. Wade Looking Bill. As we take a look at Wisconsin, Iowa, back just to that Michigan thing because it's bothering more and more. As we, you were know, talking. I never even realized this. Uh, this is from the press conference yesterday or two days ago, Michigan's press conference or Zoom conference, of mm-hmm. course, with Juwan Howard, and there was a lot of talk about this and about the games that still have not been scheduled. And Howard was blunt. He said it's a lot to them. It, it would put a lot on their legs. A couple of players talked about that playing that many games mm-hmm. at the end of the season, but this quote at the end left me with my eyes wide open. Well, every program is different, Howard said. We're a lot different from Nebraska and Maryland. Oh. I'll just leave it at like that. Yeah, they stink, and, and we're good. Is that it? I think so. Yeah. And again, this different set of rules. This is a bad precedent. I'm wi- Kevin I didn't Warren realize, Trent. From Ohio State and what they got, now you got the fat, the former Fab Five in Michigan. Mm-hmm. When your name And the programs, conference leader. Yes, are, is able to flex their muscle like this, this is a bad look. Uh Seven games in 11 days? Well, because they're Nebraska. Because they're Nebraska. We're a lot different than Nebraska. Juwan Howard just said as much. That is a direct quote. We're a lot different from Mm -hmm. Nebraska. And Nebraska's still got a schedule, one at least, right? Over over here, Mm -hmm. and we'll see if that happens. We'll come back. Uh, Miller and Condon, it's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 107. We haven't quite hit March, but that doesn't mean college basketball fun has to wait. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all new players a chance to cash $100. Check this out. New customers bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. And if your team knocks it home, boom. Bang! $100. All it takes, one three-pointer to be hit by your chosen team to turn $1 into $100. Sounds like a no-brainer. Now, this slam dunk offer won't be around forever, so head to the App Store now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and get in on all the action. Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KXNO for your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. Must be 21 or older, Iowa only. Only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. Winners paid out in four $25 free bets. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800. MLS number 1168. It's that time of year. The cold weather is here. The Animal Rescue League wants to remind you that unpredictable winter weather can be very dangerous for your animals. We encourage you to bring them inside this time of year. Animals should not be left in cars and should only be outside long enough to relieve themselves. If you witness a situation where an animal is in danger due to weather conditions, call your local law enforcement or animal control. This message brought to you by the Animal Rescue League and NCMIC. No one should be forced to choose between keeping their home warm and putting food on the table. That's why Food Bank of Iowa, working to provide meals for Iowa neighbors struggling to make ends meet. If you need help or if you can help put food on the table for another family, visit foodbankiowa.org, foodbankiowa.org. All right, Trent Condon, Mm -hmm. it's that time of the radio program that we put you on the spot. Yes, I gave you another winner last night. uh, So what's this? That was the... um, what did yeah, I do Tuesday you, night? You want uh, Tuesday? You lost, so I'm two and one on the week. Right, 
my best bet. But going back day. to last week, you're on a roll, too. I was. So what What do you got tonight? I love a lot of Big Ten games. There's three of them on the docket. You know, it's a pretty good schedule tonight. It is. And, you know, it was so weird. Tuesday, there were some decent games on there, but it was really light slate. Well, Monday was awful. Right, that was really bad with the West Virginia. Uh-huh. Was that supposed to be Texas? West Virginia, Texas? I don't that's supposed to be Whatever it was. Baylor. That's what it was. West Virginia, Baylor. And you had the ACC game, and that was basically it. No, Florida State crushed them. Same thing yesterday, where Wednesday's usually when you have, in terms of depth, I mean, you have so many games that day. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the case. But tonight, there's depth, there's a lot of games, there's a lot of different angles to go on. I got an opinion on all three Big Ten games. Well, but mommy, because Rutgers-Michigan gets my attention. Yes, I am definitely on Rutgers in that spot. I am too. Now, that number is dropping. I got it at 10 last night. That was another reason I was on the app last night at 1 a.m. Because I was getting those numbers before they started to get pounded. You know, you mentioned this earlier, right? It is so... And I'm sure this is like in offices all across central Iowa. Mm -hmm. Just the the fact that our colleagues, people you never... At least I never would have thought that they would be firing on sports. Well, the one we didn't get to at the top was Ross Peterson. Yes. Who said, nah, no interest in it. I was in the office yesterday for a long time, and... He goes, comes in, talks to me before a show at four o'clock, and yeah, I got, I got to show you something. So he's showing me these gambling wins, live betting Australian Open tennis <laughs> with like minus four thousand favorites just to win pennies. Oh God, Ross, come on! Uh, Never bet a lot to win a little. That is something I learned from you very early, listening to you, Ken, and something that I've taken with me because. I've been burned by that, too, Absolutely. and early in my betting career. And once you get burned, it's a lot, big, big hill to climb back yes. to even. Because you're doing that, and you're throwing 50 bucks to win a couple of bucks mm-hmm. on these huge favorites, and then one of them loses, and that bankroll dissipates yeah. so yeah. quickly when you do that. He's All got right. the itch. It's awesome. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, our audience has the itch to hear who you're picking. We're going to run out of show here. My favorite, though, of the Big Ten games. Okay. And yes, of course, I'm playing Wisconsin. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you know me and I were right. Wisconsin games. I always play the Badgers. Bucks, Buckeyes, Penn State? I got Penn State. Okay. What's I, the number? Five and a half is what I got it last night. Another one that is moving the other direction. I could see that. And Rutgers, Michigan, and, and Michigan uh, was giving double digits? It was. I got it at nine and a half. It was ten at one point. I saw some eight and a half slow this morning, so that thing's going the wrong way. And we talked about the line change in the Iowa-Wisconsin yeah. game. Important to get those numbers and to shop around. Your favorite play is? The Nittany Lions. Taking the nits and that grabbing is the handful. number one on the list, and we tried to go to 3-1 and one with my best bets of the week. Well, we wondered about this earlier in the week. Would, there, would the uh, gambling companies, the sports wagering companies, put up numbers for these FCS games? And the answer is yes. Panthers getting a field goal at home. Getting a field goal tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. I checked before I came to work. It is on Channel 23. It is also on the overflow of... Uh, of NBC Chicago, so 665-1. I did the same thing. <laughs> Murph and Andy, two fanatics at 4 Cyclone Fanatic Radio tonight. We're Miller and Condon, weekdays 10 to noon, on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.